Hello. Are you ready to conceive, carry, and deliver a healthy baby? And I'm your host, Inna Dakors, a fertility support expert with the podcast Ready to Conceive. And today I've got a very, very, very special guest. I mean, to be honest, all of my guests are very special, and but each of them is like a gem, and I'd like to talk to them. And like it's very difficult to stop those podcasts. So Today we're welcoming Heather Smith, and I'm handing over to Heather to talk out, to tell us through uh, what she's doing and what we're both talking about today. Thank Thanks, Dina. Hi. Yeah, I've been I've been a personal trainer and nutrition advisor for about fifteen years now. Do you know I love it? I think the relationships that you're able to build with clients as a personal trainer is kind of unique. You know, we go through so many life phases, and it's so nice to be able to work alongside people and help them make the right adjustments to focus on different things at different times. Um, I think personal training has become associated with just workouts and gym sessions but actually when it's done really well it's so much more than that I think um, a client and personal trainer can build a really long lifelong kind of partnership together and it's so valuable and I can't think of many people who you would build that same relationship with so overall my job is to help clients or facilitate clients achieving great things so we work together to get their body working well and feeling great and we work towards having really good relationships with food and exercise so yeah well welcome 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 that's exactly kind of we've got a bit of overlap where uh, my part of the job is to support with nutrition as yeah. well but then we say and like we say any something any something about health we say and exercise and like okay and there you are <laughs> so there's heather tell um if you can tell us all we need to know about exercise and obviously we are talking about the context of conception but i do want to open it a bit wider because uh when somebody wants to have a child in principle there's like if you look at like a wider lifespan life goals and you're in your 30s and you think we would like to have a child maybe not now maybe a bit later it still has got this context of exercising and being sort of being toned and prepared and everything. So I'd like you to talk us a little bit more of your approach. Say you're building this relationship with your clients and like they're telling you, you know what, we'll be thinking about a baby. You're saying, yeah, great. And then what is your approach? How would you approach to help them be prepared for that? Okay, well, Obviously, as you say, exercise always comes, doesn't it, in the same sentence. I'm going to get healthy and exercise. It's always the, the same thing. And I, I think depending on your goals, the, the way that you want to exercise should be slightly different. So when we're thinking fertility, I always think keep the goal in mind. You know, what we're trying to do with a fertility-based approach to exercise is to take the benefits from the exercise rather than trying to beat your body into submission. Because yeah. That could be counterproductive, you know, the stress hormones and everything else that that has a potential to be counterproductive. So when I'm looking at um, making an exercise plan for somebody, I would first look at general activity. So general activity, I think of as just day-to-day non-exercise exercise. So it's not doing exercise for the sake of it. I think it's just not sitting down all day. So that might be the 10,000 steps a day, 
or working towards that kind of number right. is a long way off. I think mm -hmm. that's the that's like the foundation that all of your exercise needs to come from. Um, and I think once we've got that in place for somebody, we then look at structured exercise. So structured exercise is exercise because it's exercise. So that's going to an exercise class or going to the gym to do something. That's a specific workout. Now, I'm a really big fan of resistance exercise for, for all sorts of goals, but also for fertility as, as well. Okay. So I hear you and I absolutely love it, but I've got a question, but let me just, just quickly comment on that. I remember working with one of the one of women before I started working in fertility and I did a lot of work with perimenopause women. And I remember that she's so driven and amazingly like achieving person. And then we had this all this lockdown and stuff and she got stuck at home. And I was like, okay, we need you to get out. And she's like, well, there's nothing I need, you know? And so uh, we kind of negotiated and she created a little kind of bird feeding space in the nearby like a sort of woods. So for her, it was a daily routine then to go there, feed the birds and come back. And that was 20 minutes one way, a little bit of time there and 20 minutes back. And this is like, I'm just saying that for somebody, this could be a start. If you're somebody who needs a goal, just create this goal, you know, just like think about where you can do that and obviously to every knows a 20 minutes walk after any meal helps you to balance your insulin and uh, like sugar insulin system now i would really like you to tell us what is resistance training like what 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 it covers what's possible what we're we talking about so yeah so resistance training is i suppose the immediate picture that pops to mind is the muscle clad teenager in the gym pumping iron kissing their biceps in front of the mirror that person and you and that is resistance training but it it doesn't have to be fortunately it doesn't have to be that so you can go in the gym and lift weights if that's what you like you can go in the gym and use the the fixed machine things that people use as well or you can do stuff at home so people use resistance bands um, and people do stuff with their own body weight as well. So examples that you would know would be press-ups, squats, lunges. Mm -hmm. You can do those just at home with body weight and then you can create different ways to progress them and make them a little harder at the right mm -hmm. stage when you need to. So yeah, that's, that's what resistance training is. Um, it is just across the board, the most effective type of exercise, okay. um, it's the most broadly effective type of exercise. And, and again, thinking fertility, the, the biggest benefit of that has got to be hormone balancing. So um, the resistance exercise is stimulating release of growth hormone. And then that is helping build some muscle and use up yeah. some body fat. That's then improving insulin sensitivity. So helping with blood sugar management as well. Yeah. Um, it's also has been shown to rebalance sex hormones in both men and women as well. And, and when you get the dose right, resistance exercise can help to balance your cortisol levels across the day and, and just improve sleep quality as well, which is also always important. Hey? 
And I think it's important, sorry, just to remember that the resistance training I'm talking about is strength focused. So that's mm -hmm. like um, doing a few squats, taking a rest, doing a few more squats, taking a rest, mm -hmm. rather than this like popular CrossFit kind of style or hit style, circuit style, where you're racing from this to that and throwing some aerobic stuff in the middle. That's, that has got its uses. But I think when we're looking at a fertility approach here, I, I think that the strength stuff is going to be more useful mm -hmm. for those people. Does Pilates count in resistance? Does what count, sorry? Pilates. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think okay. it can do. I, I think um, my mind always used to go to things like yoga and Pilates and go oh, stretching in a corner. But, but uh, do you know what? I mean, every time I've ever done these classes, I always come out very humble by them. <laughs> so yeah, it's so yeah. difficult. And yeah, I mean, you know, look, it's practicing using your body and yeah. using it in a in a strong yeah. way without overdoing everything. So, yeah, I, I think that could count. But I don't think I would make that the mainstay of a strength-based program. It could okay. be part of it, but I don't think I would make it the mainstay. Yeah. Okay. And um, so when we're talking about like a dose, uh, so we know there's like understanding uh, that PCOS is one of the maybe top in in the very top uh, sort of infertility sort of connected situations. I don't want to label things. I'm trying to be kind of more gentle here. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of things are reversible and can be worked at. So I don't want to kind of create a label. That's it. Yeah. So with PCOS, we know that there is a situation of high testosterone with that. And uh, if somebody is this, how do you feel about this connection with exercising and boosting even more testosterone? How do you, how would you address that? I think the best way to look at exercise, particularly resistance exercise, is that it will have a balancing effect. So okay. I, that sounds like a bit of a cop-out answer, but no, it's but... true. I mean, it does, but mm -hmm. it is true nonetheless. You know, I, I think with testosterone, there is a transient increase in it during your workout and potentially afterwards. But there were some studies, there was a 16-week study which showed a marked reduction in, in androgens across the board um, mm -hmm. during this study. And obviously the, the free androgens are responsible for hair loss yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and all of those things. So yeah, across the board, that's having a, a just a, a, a balancing okay. effect. Because it's okay. also true to say that that it can increase some testosterone if you're, you know, if you've got estrogen dominance going on as well, you know, you can get a yeah. boost of testosterone as well from resistance exercise they all sort of they all sort of sound like they're contradicting each other all these answers but i think the this the bottom line is there's a balancing effect of exercise yeah. and um uh, well i i marvel how prepared you are like with the research and everything i, I like for our listeners i think that it's a very very good sign if somebody comes to work with heather that's how she works you know if somebody <laughs> comes to a podcast with the research then be sure that they they will come to your session prepared. You know that's I marvel that I respect that a lot. Uh, <laughs> um, so the balance, you know, the balance. Like, do you think people are capable of reaching this balance themselves, or they would like, or they or they really need someone to show them this is your balance. You know, this is where you are. How do you feel? I about 
I think working with a coach is always useful because it's somebody who can filter through like the thousands of bits of advice that we're wading through all the time. It's somebody who can who can help you just figure out what you need to do. But at the same time, all the information you need to achieve anything is already out there on the Internet for free. You've just got to be prepared and objective enough, I suppose, to be able to put that into place for yourself. Uh, You know, it's certainly possible to do these things on your own. You've got to know where you're starting from, where you want to go and what little things you want to do along the way. And a coach just makes that easier to do, hey? And accountability as well, because, you know, you, you kind of feel nicer when you kind of know that there's somebody who can you yeah. know, keep an eye on you, if you like. Absolutely. Someone who's going to check in and, and make yes. sure it's all going OK. Yeah. I mean, look, I try not to be a sergeant major. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> I think people people choose how they want it. You know, you can always kind of negotiate it, doesn't it? Like somebody said, like I need a bit more push or I need a bit less push. Um, I'd like to come back to the balance because probably this would be fair to say that we've got like kind of I think that we've got like sort of two extremes and one in between. The first extreme, and we'll, I'd like to us to talk about all kind of three, if you like. One is somebody who's over exercising; they really enjoy the intense training. They're like um you know amazingly fit if you like and it's not ideal maybe for fertility and I'd like you to talk about that and then the other side of things is somebody who has been told that you know what your first step to fertility is to lose weight your BMI is too high and I'd like to talk about that as well and then everyone's in the middle sort of which we've already talked about this balance you know you can choose either you are looking at uh, filtering through the uh, internet and finding the set for you or you help having help so let's talk about the two extremes starting from over exercising like running jumping military boot camp yeah five times a week so what what is kind of fertility advice here okay oh you're so right people are one extreme or the other aren't they they're like oh, i don't like exercise it's not for me and and then you've got the sort of the gym bunny and the person who yeah. loves intense exercise yeah. and they don't feel like they've done a workout unless they're sort of lying on the floor half dead at the yeah. end of it and I, yeah. I think if you are wired like that it's really yeah. easy to overdo it yeah. um I, if you're used to that, you can still do that. It's not going to harm your fertility to continue doing some of that. But the trick is getting the dose right. Hey? So if you're uh-huh. doing five, six, seven of those every week, as I've met yeah. quite a lot of people who do, mm-hmm. you're boosting up your stress hormones. And then that's having like a cascade of yeah. counterproductive yeah. effects. And yeah. not only that, it's like the recovery time that you need. You know, if you need a yeah. lot of time to recover from your workouts, then that's taking away capability of other stuff in, in your system, isn't it? I, I think the stress hormones have a massive impact in blood sugar and mm-hmm. fluctuating blood sugar. And yes, it's important to remember that we're not athletes. You know, we, we hear like, yeah, go and do more exercise. More exercise is better. It, mm-hmm. it, we're not athletes. Hey, we've also got life stress. We don't just get up and eat and exercise and then eat and sleep. That's not our lives. Mm-hmm. We get up and we run around after this, that, and the other. We go to work. We've got this life stress, that life stress. So then piling on what would be a pretty high intensity workout on top of that all the time isn't going to be a useful thing. But if you're already doing quite a lot of that and you brought it down to one or two of those a week, so you're still getting that fixed, mm-hmm. then 
that could still be very acceptable. And you would then replace the rest of the week, maybe another two or three sessions of this specific strength focused workout as well. I think that would be a really good balance for somebody. Mm -hmm. And I also like my take on that, that there's several takes here. I'll quickly run through. One is uh, I am doing, as you, as you know, I'm doing some nutrigenomics work and yes. I'm trained in nutrigenomics. And uh, a lot of women with PCOS or like high testosterone, they've got a specific snip on one of the genes that I call the Amazona gene, because that's the one that helps us to achieve, to, to you know, to deliver and stuff like that. So, so like a lot of women who are in that category, they are like genetically predisposed to that. But having a baby is like a different state. It's a state of where you are like something is moving without moving. So I think it's important to kind of readjust and start welcoming this a little bit of stillness in your life as well, which I think, well, this is where I'm talking, for example, about things like yin yogas, like yoga nidra or something like that, or a little bit of a dance class where you can just 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 a bit of uh, like invite a little bit of um you know, like, I don't know, not quite stillness, but invite a little bit of unpredictability, if you like, yeah. you know, a little bit acceptance that, because a lot of women who do that, they they like to be in control, and I'm totally there, I like to be in control of, like, my life as well, but this point where you need to surrender, if you like, you know, that something will be happening with you, to you, and you need to allow the process, give space to the process. So, yeah, that's a great idea. Almost like um, just trying something new, perhaps. Hey, as yeah, well. exactly. inviting the process. I like that thought process. I hadn't, I hadn't really thought of anything like that. That's a really nice, nice way of looking at it. Oh, thank you. I keep, I spend my days. <laughs> so. I, I think the bottom line really is thinking of exercise as a tool, as like a, a yes. way to get to your goal, and it's not the goal in itself. Hey, yes. sometimes and it might be if it wasn't fertility and you were trying to be an athlete and you're trying to reach this level, the exercise is the goal. But from fertility, it's it's not. We're trying to get the the benefits out of it without yes. without getting any of the potential bad effects. I think it's, it's such yeah. a human thing, isn't it? We go yeah. like exercise well, is good, more must be better. So human. Yes. <laughs> There's two things. First of all, the first thing you said is about ex exercising without exercising, like a purposeful walk. Like when we talk about ten thousand steps, okay, talking about literally climbing the steps. I mean, for me, it's um, you can go on a really nice walk once a week in a, like your local park your local national natural kind of something mm -hmm. and this will be the benefit of both the nature and the exercise you know that 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 is also a, a workout if you like in itself Absolutely. the other thing i wanted to say i'm working with a woman and we have done a dutch test for those who are listening they know that i'm a dutch test addict dutch is a dry urine uh, comprehensive hormone test which shows us not only your sex hormones, but like sort of not not like when you do a blood test, it's like what you've got in the bank. Mm -hmm. But when you do a Dutch test, it's like what has what your body has done with the money. You know, that's like your like sort of split. How did you spend your how did you spend your salary? You know, or how did you spend your money? So that shows us what's happening, and it's also looking at your adrenal hormones, cortisol, and it's also looking at the um, uh, test sex hormones, and it's also looking at indirectly it's looking at the way your body uses adrenaline and dopamine and all of that and all together it creates a one beautiful picture and so i'm um working with a woman i'm doing her test and i can clearly see that 
something's not right. Okay. And I'm saying, what are you doing within the first hour of your uh, awakening? What are you doing? Because there's a clearly like a, a dynamic there where she needs more cortisol. She really clearly needs or uses up more cortisol because she's got like a, we've got a storage of uh, cortisol in a form of cortisone, which is like the body that's that like oh, storage really. And then the body uses it to make cortisol very active hormone. And I'm asking you, what are you doing? And she says, oh, I start my day with a heavy, like whatever exercise she's doing. I'm like, and she's like, oh, I'm knackered all the time. I'm like, and, you know, so that's like, that's exactly, so that's exactly where it's too much, you know, clearly too much. You need to readjust it, your body, not me, you know, I love this type of test because your body is telling you that is too much. I think, um, you know, people would say the morning was a great time to do a workout, but we're all so individual, aren't we? So sometimes it's better to do something slightly at a different time of the day. If you're not getting that cortisol spike in the morning, then then you yeah. can kind of try and get some benefit from exercise mm. later in the day when it was better. Yes. And also, like in her case, I think it was the intensity. So I'm happy for her. That's like I found that I've got a window in the morning where I can exercise and yeah. it, I really like this window. I probably wanted to exercise late, but I know that for me, where how the way my day is structured, this is the best time now. So I'm just adjusting to what I can do at that window. So um, it's it's about this kind of flexibility again and understanding that. Mm-hmm. Do you say if somebody is super knackered after the workout, that was too much? How probably would you not good sign. practicality? How would you say if they were trying to gauge their uh, workload themselves how would you say what should be the sort of the feeling the sensation after the workout I think I would look at the whole person as a whole picture so rather yes. than focusing on this bit of time after a workout because you know ultimately mm-hmm. sometimes it is a good idea to work a little bit harder and sometimes it is a good yeah. idea to work a little less less hard you know look at your whole picture so are you sleeping well because you know if you're overdoing stuff sometimes sleep becomes a difficult thing how is your energy overall so like this lady you're you're saying and she's tired all the time that's a good sign she's not recovering from her exercise Um, how's your appetite because sometimes your appetite can actually go through the floor can't it if you're over exercising and not doing so much those kinds of things I think give you more information than that kind of half hour window after you've done your workout okay but okay. of course, you might be getting a useful signal half an hour after your workout, but I, I would always take it in, in conjunction in big... with everything else as well as part of a bigger picture. Okay, that makes sense, of course. All right. Do you think we've covered over exercise? You know, you've got something else to add here. No, you... I think we've covered that. I think I, I think we've covered that. Do you? Yeah, I think we did. I think we did. And okay, let's uh, let's talk about the more sort of maybe, you know, I don't know, is it more frequent, more common? That the first thing where women hear is that you need to lose weight. Now, those who like know or don't know, uh, some um, NHS um, criteria for for women or couples going through IVF are very strict about BMI. They will not take a couple if the BMI is higher than such and such. Right. And this is where it, there's a lot of, um, I would say, a lot of unnecessary pressure um but let's talk about that say your bmi is too high or and you want to have a baby so what's what's what the kind of thinking 
Yeah, okay. Well, I, I agree with you. I, it's not very useful, is it? The, you know, while the fact might be true that reducing your BMI might well be a useful thing, there's no mm-hmm. magic number. You know, magic doesn't happen when you reach a certain number, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I think my advice would be just aim to keep improving. You know, mm-hmm. focus on your behaviours. So your workout routine, getting your steps in every day, things that add up to improving your diet, getting better sleep quality, all of that stuff. And I think as that improves, the whole picture improves maybe the BMI will come down a bit as part of that probably the BMI will come down as part of that but you know I I think it's it the working towards improving stuff all the time Mm -hmm. is the most useful action you can take it gives you some control doesn't it rather than only focusing on this one number that you're you're trying to bring down Uh, I think you know we're not talking about overnight changes are we we're talking about things that are going to take a while to action Mm -hmm. um so you know, what else can you do apart from keep plugging away? I think do begin to change, just keep focusing on the behaviours, keep making small changes. And I think you've got to look back after a couple of months and see a big difference. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not an overnight thing, but Mm -hmm. you focus on on the changes you're trying to make, consistently Mm -hmm. doing it, and just kind of trust that the whole process will will give you the results that you're looking for. Um, Sorry, go on. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. As I say, the other thing that I would do as well is find things which aren't only BMI and scales related to focus on. So it might be like size, you might get a tape measure out, you might look at the fit of your clothes, you know, that sort of stuff is quite useful as as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But you could also look at other metrics, like like you're saying about the Dutch test, you could look at blood test results and Mm -hmm. just see how the the things that you're putting into place, what an impact those are having. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe even doing your own blood sugar readings as well, maybe that could be Yes, yes, yes. We've been we've been working with continuous sugar uh, blood sugar monitors, and mm. it's amazing how much insight you can get into that. Absolutely. The other thing is uh, a lot of well, I've, uh, one of the uh, companies I work with just launched a specific genetic nutrigenomic testing, which is metabolic profiling. Right. Just been doing the training on that, and uh, what they're saying is there's like six areas that are impacting your metabolism. And some genetic, again, modifications means that people will have uh, just be be heavier and have a stubborn weight. And um, it doesn't the the benefit of nutrigenomics versus just genetic testings is that um, that we're talking about modifiable factors. Yes, we know that you have got this SNP on this gene, but it also means that you can work on it. The, The reports are based on what we can change. And this is where I'm tying it in that a lot of women say, if you look, they say, oh, I'm not eating anything and I'm still uh, high, like in my, I'm heavy or my weight is high. Well, that's exactly what my job is to look at is to to find why, why why you are heavy, what's happening, because we know that a lot of insulin resistance is there, a lot of inflammation is there, uh, things like mold exposure the uh, like other dysbiosis factors, gut health, that is all there. And it is so, once you get these things in place, you the, the weight will start shifting in a different maybe way. And another thing to add here is, if doing all this work, we can bring back your periods, or we can have, you, you will have regular periods and your partner's uh, health 
most likely what my work is that I work with couples to, to both couple come to see me and we do work with uh, with a male partner and a female partner so that they both work together. They work as a team. And if, uh, they, uh, if uh, one is reducing carbs or reducing bread and sugar, the other one is participating in that as well. Yeah. Both as a team, over time, they get to a point where they can actually uh, they can actually have a healthy baby mm-hmm. with the BMI more than it was advisable. But yeah. having everything back in place, it's still possible. That's where I want to give hope. But it doesn't mean that you don't have to do the work. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And all of that is so much more useful, isn't it? Than if you are ex-BMI, then the magic's going to happen because that's Mm. not true. You know, we both know that's Mm. not true. Hey, it's absolutely. And uh, and also the other thing is that. um, Like. What are the circumstances that are like. For me, exercising is is about enjoying your body. Yes. And enjoying not a means to an end. Yeah, it's not. It's like literally when I'm talking about going for a walk. This is probably my favorite type of exercise, followed by swimming, mm-hmm. and uh, followed by doing some resistance work because I enjoy it. I'm not very good at it. You can look at me. I'm probably not the gym bunny, but I really enjoy what I'm doing and. Um, so that's my that's t- all that matters. Hey, yeah, practice something, get better at it, and enjoy it. And yes, yes. Well, so that's that's also like the part of the sort of mental, emotional work. Bring it back to, you know, what's happening. How are yeah. you with that? And that ties back in, um, I guess, with the shift in mindset from somebody who's like the the exercise lover, the hard, intense workout lover. It's that's all about the sweat and the feeling of achievement. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. done this versus the enjoyment, mm-hmm. like the, the celebration of what your body can do. Hey, those, mm-hmm. those are the important things to get out of it. And as you say, I think that's much more effective, especially from a fertility point of view, yes. than the outcome related exercise for an end goal kind of purpose. And we kind of been talking, I just had a thought as you were saying, and I've just had this. Um, so do you work with men as well? Or how do you, how does it work? Would you work with a couple? How does it work? I, I do work with men as well. Um, and I do have several male clients as well. I, I don't directly work with people as couples, not because I don't, but because mm-hmm. it, it's so often the case that, like you say, one person kind of wants to lower carbs and the other person kind of accidentally does it. Generally, mm-hmm. the man's eating far too much and the lady's not eating enough and it doesn't really mm-hmm. work that well. And then the same kind of thing's true with the workouts as well. You know, mm-hmm. the, the man might be naturally stronger, so wants to do slightly different versions of the exercises, okay. whereas the lady might need to start from a different point. And I don't find that's very, yeah. like, it's not very motivational. You're sort of always going, oh, he's doing so much different to me and I must be really yeah. nice it's not really okay. a state of mind because there's just differences between the two but okay. often like you say one person starts doing something the other person kind of gets dragged along along a little uh-huh. and and they kind of work together that way and that seems to be quite effective okay so tell us how would how would you well i'd like to, to answer two questions one is how would you um help someone get started so they they are I want to have a baby and what about like how would they start with the exercising and I'd like you to tell us how you work with people so what do you do how you can support okay well um so in terms of getting started I think like we just said before I think that's the trouble there's so much information out there that you just 
get bamboozled and you just go what is relevant to me what do I do how do I start I don't know I'm going to go and eat a slice of cake that's my approach to things if it doesn't make sense I'm not going to do it so I, I think that is where working with a, a personal trainer is really useful but like I said before you can figure things out for yourself at least to some mm-hmm. degree um I, I think the first thing to do is is again this be nice to yourself thing remember that every yeah. positive change is a positive change things mm-hmm. don't have to be all or nothing I think mm-hmm. um, it's it is repeatedly shown that small frequent wins or successes whatever you want to call them are much more likely to give you long-term success yeah. than infrequently achieving bigger goals yeah so this is why I talk about behavior related targets over outcome related targets okay it's you're winning because you're doing the thing that you set out to do you're not like deferring the success until you reach the mm-hmm. outcome so I, I think that's the first thing I would try and do is find some behavior related targets and so then like- just if you say that behavior related target is like i am exercising two times a week and this is already my goal and achievement yeah the the behavior is going to the gym or doing a workout or getting an extra thousand steps or going for a 20 minute walk after you've eaten or any of those things are all behavior outcome they're not they're not the outcome isn't isn't the outcome it's behavior so and it makes a lot of sense if you can kind of start doing that and you start praising yourself for that you mm-hmm. get more dopamine which absolutely. is absolutely and it helps with you the consistency and you kind of yes and let and t- or uh it's not like you are like beating yourself up for like a month i'm not i've not lost this one kg i've not lost this whatever no. a, a stone or whatever the target is or uh, i am you know and or haven't gained that's another topic or haven't gained this one kg or something um so rather than that we're talking about i'm doing it i'm kind to myself yes kind of thing okay that's doing what i set out to do well done me and that's a lovely powerful position isn't it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. a useful thing isn't it you feel like you're in charge of something i think that's really useful and i I think once you've got those behavior related targets i just start where you are you know yes it might be that we want to do ten thousand steps a day but if you're lucky to reach a thousand at the minute that's ridiculous to say right from tomorrow go and do 10 yeah, yeah 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 you, That's, say, you know do. this is this is our modern social media mindset yeah what i'm passionate about shall we say is that everything should be superb you know everything like oh if I, like, I, i've just turned up and i should be that or this instagram yeah. Insta, fitness and stuff like that life doesn't quite work like that you need time give yourself time to do that you know yeah I, that's all very damaging all that stuff isn't it it's got yes to yes be very damaging yes, comparison constant comparison they've done that oh i am not, i'm not there well you are where you are and it's your yeah. journey i would say here something that is very like sort of personal that i've realized that for example i love my morning exercises i really like i, I really do and um but if i'm too tired in the evening or I, I didn't dress enough I can't do them I really like I'm not in there so I have to adjust my lifestyle to make sure that I'm in bed by x amount by x time and I'm not that tired and I haven't been scrolling through very important Instagram posts by other experts and somebody else learning some new stuff no so this is my commitment to my health that I I want to do my exercise in the mornings. This is how I approach it. And this is what I'd like our listeners to take as a take out from that. 
even small small things will still require some changes like not happening and like and first of all there's no point trying to set up a goal of ten thousand if you haven't done a thousand exactly and to do this thousand you need to start adjusting you need to start okay well if i eat too much in the evening i might not feel really nice to exercise in the morning or if i have the big lunch or whatever or i didn't have lunch or something else i can't exercise so all of that is kind of you know kind of building this into your life it's it's your life's fabric how you live your life is there space for exercise in your life okay what like sometimes okay yes i know i work on social media like i present and da 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 and da 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 sometimes it's shocking how much hours the telephone tells me i've spent this week on on my phone on screen yeah no way no way but then i'm like okay well this was work you know this was that but sort of this this sort of thinking like starting with creating the space for your exercise i think is super important absolutely yeah absolutely it's really important hey it's like manage it from from the front if you like and yeah. start to notice what impacts stuff but it's not from a judgmental point of view no well, i think chocolate last night so i can't exercise today or oh, i'm a terrible person it's just not yeah. useful you go ah oh, when i eat chocolate at 10 o'clock at night i don't have the energy to get up the next morning to exercise oh that's interesting yeah. and yeah. i think when you can start to draw the lines like that you get yes. a different relationship with it so it's not yes. chocolate is bad it's mm-hmm. actually this is serving me that isn't serving me so i, I love my chocolate I, I love my chocolate, <laughs> love chocolate yeah. me too but it's so true i mean i i notice the same thing if i eat chocolate and then try and go out into my little gym outside i am just hopeless i'm just like what happened to my body oh i fueled mm-hmm. it badly oh yeah that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah. but then yeah. you draw a line under it you do better yeah. next time and you move on it's not there's no punishment it's got to be objective Yes, 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 yes. It's like it's almost like a date with yourself, you know. Uh, for those like who uh, remember dating and stuff <laughs> before everybody did it online. Yes, <laughs> yes. You kind of um, get ready. Yeah. You don't overeat before you go on a date just because you want to look nice and stuff like that. So this is like a date with yourself. Yeah. You know, you know you're absolutely just... and consistently doing it. And often you're the hardest person to do stuff for. Hey, that's the thing. Yes yeah 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 okay. the consistency is important and you know i would much rather somebody said look i get 800 steps at the minute every day and we said great how about we do 1200 steps every day for yeah. the next week and they went well that's like a 20 minute walk i can do that yeah. What's the problem? Yeah, 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 i'd yeah. much rather that they achieved that than they said yeah, yeah. i can do 10,000 steps and they do it for two days and they're aching and they haven't got the time they've not yeah. built the habit in i'd much yeah. rather these small steps because you get yeah. get to the 1200 steps and you go great let's do yeah. 2000 steps and just gradually sneak it up again yeah. that's more behaviors and more small yes. wins. Yeah, yeah. for me it's all ties in with the abortions say okay so for me, literally, it's all ties in with your, like, what's, what's your goals in life? What's your purpose? Okay. Yeah. What do you want? Okay. I want a baby. Right. When you get a baby, uh, uh, they are very fast as soon as they start walking and running. So you need this, all this energy to support them. And yeah. it's like, so like just reconsidering, I think that the major goal should be probably something like I have enough energy to live my life. I think that if somebody had this as a thinking as a goal i have enough energy to live my life yeah. Walk happy 
and ideally like uh, just like uh, active sort of uh, older years as well if that is a goal and you put it in in front of you then everything starts getting in place okay is my job feeding this goal mm, yes it gives me money good but it's good long hours can i work on that can i do something about it and then you know and all of that if that's like sort of if you have got that somewhere in your like diary then you'll start finding time for exercising you'll start finding time for going to nature because that's something that feeds you to leave this you got a bit frozen, Heather. Are you with me? Sorry. I hope we didn't lose Heather. It's a, it's a really interesting conversation. Hello. 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 I will pause for a second. Are you back? You got frozen for a second. You're back. You're back. You're back. My pause face was okay. It's all right. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. Well, I was just going on about the goals and life and stuff. I know, I heard you. The The only thing was um, that I was going to say was, yeah, this this brings me back to how you get started. And that was yes, exactly what I was yes. going to say, is, is get crystal clear about what it is that you're trying to achieve. So like yes. what area you want to work on. So is it your blood sugar balance because you've got yes. polycystic ovaries? Is it high testosterone? Is it, what is it that you're trying to work on? And then yeah. work out what do you need to do in order to get there? So it yeah. might be, I need to be a lot more active. I need to get a strength training routine. I need to work on my diet. I need to figure yeah. out how to sleep. Write a list of all these things yeah. and then go, oh, that's a lot of stuff. Which yeah. one can I do the most easily? Walk. Yes. Walk. Great. Yeah. How many steps are you doing at the minute? Well, I think I'm doing whatever. Great. Let's add a bit onto that. What do you think you could yeah. realistically do every single day for the rest of your life? Well, I think I could do this realistically. Great. Yeah. Move on. Do that one. Make that a goal. Make that happen. Get it into yeah. a routine. And then go back to your list and look for the next step. Because, yeah. you know, going back to the information, there's so much information out yeah. there. And we're yeah. told, oh, you should eat blueberries because they're good for this. But you shouldn't eat blueberries because they're not good for this. And I, you yeah. should so much information I think being crystal clear on what you are trying to achieve is is really important just like you yeah. say yeah 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 absolutely I hear you that's exactly and with food as well like if you're not seeking advice okay if you're just not in a position to get a professional advice like uh, we do then uh, I, I stick with my mantra eat food mainly veg not too much yeah that's uh, I think it was Linus Pauling I think the founder of the um, all the kind of nutrition supplement uh, thinking eat food mainly veg not too much yeah and, and just, just fine. quality real food and yeah well food means yeah way, yeah food yeah. means uh, the distance between the the actual product and the your plate yeah at more than two steps I think like so it's not processed and stuff like that then mainly veg well obviously because it's all the uh, rainbow palette and everything and not too much because if you're over just the act of overeating bumps your insulin resistance and that's it and yeah. the research that uh, the presentation i was at um, yesterday on this new metabolic profiling is that people on average overeat by 30 percent on average it's incredible isn't it 30 percent. and like and things like um eating not in front of a screen or while you're distracted oh, yes. that brings yes. you calorie intake i think it was 10 or 15 percent yeah, 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 by yeah, doing yeah, that yeah. 
and you think that, that's yeah. a great example actually of a behavior goal isn't it is is yeah. um i the outcome goal is i'm going to eat 10 percent less calories every day now yeah, yeah, so yeah, the yeah. behavior yeah. goal is i'm going to be present when i eat i'm going to turn the computer off i'm going to sit and focus on so, what i'm yeah. doing yeah. both yeah. of them result in yeah. the same amount of calorie reduction I, yeah. I can tell you something as i go older i really need less food mm. that and something that for example like uh, finishing eating earlier in the day which is like intermittent fasting type thing yeah. was not i wouldn't have thought about it 15 years ago i was hungry i was literally hungry now i'm not and so it brings this idea that i really like my food so if i have less food i don't want to watch anything i, I don't want to talk to really anyone when I'm eating. i know like sometimes when you have social situations yes but i really like to eat yeah just be present and enjoy the thing you've been looking yeah. forward to yeah, yeah yes kind of yes i know that uh, well it's not like we are kind of trying to make people socio sociopathic no food and sharing is important part of life but just sort of understanding that then if you have food enjoy it and like yeah you know i tell you something there was uh, this point as well like again it's like behavioral change is like notice when you've had enough and you can still finish this portion if you feel like it but this this first step of noticing well actually enough was a bit earlier and this will also start bringing this awareness maybe just if i had eaten slowly like a bit less quickly i would have been able to stop when i had yeah. enough yeah, because it takes a while, doesn't it, for the satisfied hormone, so, uh, whichever you know that better than me, the, the hormone that tells you that you're satisfied. That takes a long time to rise up, doesn't it? And yeah. if you're yeah, hoovering yeah. up your food, then it you yeah, do need a lot more leptin. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. But people, again, get genetic SNPs, and then you need to understand how, you, how you're going to do that. For example, if you do have this SNP, maybe you need to kind of make your food a bit bulkier in terms yeah. of uh, like veg. Like, for example, a bit like rougher veg, so you kind of need to chew it a bit longer. Mm -hmm. So then you can, oh, you know, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So um, how would people work with you? Tell us more about where you are. How do you work? And like, what would, would people, you know, just your moment? Well, so look, I, I work with people face to face and I work okay. with people remotely via video, just like this. Okay. And it works. Mm -hmm really well actually I've done it since um just after or just as COVID started yeah. and actually 99% of people really enjoy it so it seems to work really well you can set yourself up and it, it works yes. a real treat so I, I do both options still um okay. and I see some people weekly I see some people fortnightly and I see some people okay. monthly um okay. and it depends entirely on how you are with sort of following a plan that's set out for you as to which approach suits people best so so I do a variety of things um and yeah I mean look if um if people wanted to have some help to figure out where they're best to put their efforts in in order to get the most like impactful changes then I'd love to help them in a you know in a, in a realistic way I think these sorts of conversations are sometimes sounds a bit like like idealistic don't they and we sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. Bit like yeah, yeah, yeah. and that should yeah. think that's the approach that yeah. either of us have at all is it so I, I think you're pointing out we have a bit of a realistic kind of approach yeah that's 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 how I work yeah 
Yeah, so if somebody, for example, just to start with, can somebody like uh, reach out to you and have an assessment of their physique and you can tell them that for your conception goal, you would need to do that and that. And then you decide that you're going to have a discussion and you say like, okay, I can help you like sort of settle into this routine via weekly sessions and then as you get down to slightly through. less often yeah absolutely so yeah so I offer a free consultation so people okay. can have a chat with me and explain their situation we can look at where might be the most important areas to look at changing first okay. and talk about how the whole journey might look although yeah. things often change once you start going yes. on. um yeah and then then if we feel like we're quite a good fit for each other yeah. Yeah. you're going to get on with somebody um yeah. then yeah, then we could go on and do what I call a consultation, where we make a plan in a much more in-depth way. We yeah. look at posture and movement because yeah. you might as well work to make your body move as well as it can do. You've got to, you've got to do some exercises, so you might as well work to make your body work as well as it can. Um, yeah. And yeah, and then as you say, we can then go monthly, weekly, monthly, fortnightly, whatever suits. Yeah, whatever works. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Good, good, good. Well, yeah. that sounds really amazing, and I think, um, I mean. I think we've covered so much. I mean, we, we both speak quite quickly, so it's going kind of... <laughs> to be quite a lot, quite a lot of stuff. <laughs> yes. So, is there anything else you'd like to to talk about before we bring this to a closure today? I don't think there is. Hey, I, I don't think I can think of anything that we haven't covered. Yes, I think we've covered quite a bit, and uh, I hope this is really helpful for somebody who's just starting this journey or in the middle of this journey. And uh, I think the main takeout is for me, like from this is enjoy, do what you can and be very clear on your goals. Sort of, this, this is how I would summarize it. Slow, okay. steady, consistent progress. Yes, yes, slow, steady, consistent. I love it. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Thank you very much, our dear listeners. So um, Please comment under this podcast in whatever platform you found us. And if you've got more questions to me or to Heather, please just pop them in the commentaries. We'll answer them as we can. And if you are an expert and if you enjoy this uh, setting, do come do come reach out to me and I'll invite you as well. Uh, thank you very much and have a great, great day and get ready to conceive. Thank you. Yeah.